Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is happening, everybody? I'm Larry Roberts. And I'm Sarah Losey. And this is Brandon, your comprehensive guide to creative branding. And on this episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can build your brand on various social media platforms. Everyone is talking about this new Threads app. And I know you were just speaking at an event in Florida about Threads. And please tell me whatever it is that you said down there, because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, it's been out about a week since we started recording this episode. And I've been playing with it a little bit. And to be honest, I was super hesitant about even downloading it. But when I started reading that there were 100 million subscribers on there in the first five days, almost set in and of course I had to go download it so I started using it and I mean it, it literally is a Twitter clone it's it's just Twitter but they've got some other things in place to make it an overall more positive experience and some of the cool things that I like well for one it's brand new and people know it's a Twitter clone and people also know at least if you share my views that Twitter is well it's pretty much an online cesspool and so when you go to threads, everybody over there is being super, super nice. Everybody's cordial. Everybody's posting little positive motivational quotes. And it's just really, really, uh, I don't know, kind of foo-foo right now. But some of the cool things that they built into the app to help it maintain that positive feel over time is that you can actually mute, well, not just individuals, which is kind of similar to blocking, but you can actually mute certain words and phrases. So if there are certain topics that you never want to see anything about, politics, if you don't want to see those horrible politics posts that get out there and all that negativity that surrounds that, you can go in and put in certain words or names of people that you never want to see in your thread and you never have to interact with that or even consume any of that content. So I think from that perspective, it's super, super cool. I think it's it's interesting from that same perspective, though, that you can also find yourself in a bit of an echo chamber. Because if you don't want to see what's going on outside of your bubble, well, you're not going to see it. It, it. It's really nice that it has that customizable feature to it that I haven't seen really anywhere else. Because typically, I mean, if you're following somebody and they post something that you don't necessarily want to see, you're still kind of stuck seeing it because it shows up in your feed. But now you, you, you don't even have to deal with that. And you can mute those words without having to mute that individual person so that's kind of cool but overall it, it's i don't know if it's gonna like replace instagram or if it's even gonna have any legs because i mean let's be honest of, of course it's new and it's shiny and it's got all these cool things but one of the things that's really negative about it is that if you open a threads account you can't delete that threads account without deleting your Instagram account. So See, I don't get why people are freaking out about that. As like, just delete the app. Like you don't need to use it. Does it really matter if your account is out there? Well, if you don't delete your account, then all your data is there. So some people may be concerned about that because if they use the app and for instance, they have a different profile, maybe they're leveraging threads for a different aspect of 
their brand. Maybe they're using Instagram as their branded social media site, and they're using threads as their personal social media site. Now, if I wanted to delete that personal information, that account that has my personal information and detach it from my branded information, I can't do it. So while I can delete the app, it's going to delete everything. So even if I just delete it off my phone, my account is still there. All that personal information is there. It can still be found. It can still be researched. It can still be leveraged to train other social media platforms or other AI models or a variety of different things. Who knows what they're going to use our data for? Then there's also the skeptics that go, dude, seriously, they are already have all my data. That's kind of what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, and you're on Facebook. <laughs> Nothing is sacred anymore. <laughs> you know, and, and that's where I'm at too, because I mean, you know, you know, and I, I know a lot of the people listening or watching, they don't necessarily know, but I, I live through Amazon. Everything I do is through Amazon. Grocery shopping, clothes shopping, anything I need, I literally get delivered to my house through Amazon. You think Amazon doesn't have every little tidbit of my information? And just like you mentioned, in between Amazon and Facebook and whoever else that you're on. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, and I'm even on Twitter. Haven't used it in years, but I'm, I have an account over there. Your, your information is everywhere. But we're starting to see, at least I'm starting to see, especially in the talks that I give, revolving around AI and revolving around our data, more and more people are getting concerned uh, about their data and the data behind not just their personal lives, but their branded lives as well. And there's some really interesting examples uh, that are starting to pop up. And even just recently, you know, a, a gentleman, uh, he his entire house was automated through Amazon. And there was a delivery driver that thought he heard something come from the gentleman's ring doorbell that was a racial slur. So he reported the gentleman back to Amazon, and within two days, his en entire house was shut down. And I'm talking everything. All of his appliance ran through Amazon and Alexa. His door locks ran through it. His security system ran through it. His entire house was going through Amazon. So when they shut his account down or froze his account, he couldn't even get his house. He was completely stuck. And he appealed it. They finally turned it back on. But then he made the mistake of going up against Amazon, and he went public. And guess what happened? He turned around and canceled his entire account. So now his entire house is shut down. I'm sure he's recovered over the last couple of weeks, but this just happened. Things like that, people are going, oh my gosh, my personal information, my data, it's out there. You know, how exposed am I? And then we have these new social media platforms that are popping up. And we know that Meta has a history of taking our data and doing a wide variety of things with it and profiting off of our data. So I think that's where the concern comes into play, Sarah, is that these new social media platforms that we feel we have to be on to build our brands and increase our overall footprint of awareness, it could leave us in a very disadvantageous position if we're not careful. Yeah, I'm, that house thing is mind-blowing, and I'm going to... Oh, I'm, I'm going to lose our half our audience when I make this reference because I don't know if anyone remembers it if they're not my age. But there was a Disney Channel original movie that came out when I was a kid called Smart House. Okay. And it was before all of these like automations and everything were happening. So it was a super, super high tech house and everything was like automated. And the house ended up like freaking out, wanting to like wanting to be the, the wife of the dad who lived there or something, wanted to be the kid's mom and just took over everything, locked them in the house. I don't even remember. This was so long ago. But like these were supposed to be like warnings, I think. A hundred percent. The same with like Wally warning us to not completely rely on technology and destroy our planet. Why why aren't we listening? Because we're human. That's why Listen we're to listening. Disney. <laughs> 
It, you know, it's funny you brought that up because I started watching this show recently. It's been out for three seasons on Apple TV called Mythic Quest. And it, it's all about a development company, a software development company that builds an RPG game. You know, and I'm sure people that know me know that I'm a, I'm still a World of Warcraft nerd. I still play WoW every day. And so seeing this show come on Apple TV, I was like, oh my God, this seems so cool because it's very WoW-esque. It's like the development side. Well, they have a writer on staff that's probably in his 60s and he's very eloquent in everything that he says and is writing the story of these characters and the game itself. He's very in-depth and very descriptive. Well, he was going on strike for some reason. And what did they do? And this is three years ago before we even, this this was this series, this is in season one. They brought in a AI robot to write the backstory in his place. So basically what they did was they brought chat GPT into the office before we even knew what it was to do exactly what we're using chat GPT to do today. There's a lot of T's in that. It was almost alliteration there, but not quite. But it's just interesting to see that, yes, there are all these warning signs that are out there as far as technology goes. And well, we, we tend to not heed those warnings. And now here we are, you know, uh, again, getting bombarded with more and more social media platforms. And in our defense, I mean, we're looking to build a business. We're looking to build a brand. We're looking to establish ourselves and get ourselves out there. And we hear when we look at other uh, high-end creators and high-end marketers like the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Alex Ramoses, and he, the list goes on and on and on, that you have to be on all these platforms, that you have to create all this content. I mean, I found out just the other day that Alex Ramosi puts out 250 pieces of content a week, and he has a goal to double that. So it, just knowing those numbers... I mean, that was very, very shocking for me because, you know, I think I'm crushing it if I post twice a day, <laughs> you know, so if, if I'm doing I go for like three a week and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> See, and that's what most people are doing, you know, uh, but then we also sit back and we go, man, how do these people make it so big? How do you become the next Gary Vee? How do you become the next Joe Rogan? How do you become the next Alex Ramosi or Brad Lee or anybody else you want to name? It's by being everywhere and in mass, mass amounts. And we fall into that trap and we end up giving away a lot of our IP, uh, a lot of our personal information, and uh, a lot of our opportunity to differentiate ourselves from our brand. Do you think we need to make that differentiation? This is something I think about a lot because I kind of consider my brand to be me. Sure. So I don't actively try to make that separation i do have separate like social media accounts and i do post to my brand accounts as my brand but then i just share them back to my personal ones because i am my brand my brand is just me so i don't necessarily need to or feel like i need to make that differentiation but like i I also, I don't even know if I'm doing that right. I, I basically do the same thing, honestly. You know, I, I'm in the red hat 24-7. I sleep in the red hat. I shower in the red hat. I was in the freaking ocean yesterday, and I was in a, a red hat hoodie and the red hat. So I'm literally a part of my brand. It, it is me. But at the same time, if we're building a business around that brand, there has to be a delineation because people look at you and you're representing your brand. But what does that mean? And that's where our professional brand comes into play. And that's where we start presenting our business and our business offerings as our brand as well. You know, I recently just started posting on my branded page on Facebook. I never did before. I ran everything from the personal side. And and I think that was solid for the first few years because I had to be established first. I had to, because I'm at the front, I'm at the front of my brand. You know, I, I am the brand, but now the business is becoming more and more 
the brand, what I provide, whether it be speaking engagements, whether it be course creation, whether it be podcast launches, whether it be consulting or coaching, whatever those offerings are, all of the above, they're part of the brand. And that's where the, the business side of your branding and the business or the professional side of your social media posts need to come into play. I think it's especially important if you don't own the company that you're working for and it scares me to see people that really base their branding on a company that they are not intrinsically tied to. Because if you lose your job, if you decide to leave, like whatever it is that you're no longer connected to that company, you just lost your brand. So it can be a really kind of hard line to walk between how do you still represent the company that you work for because you have to that's part kind kind of part of being an employee but how do you do that without merging it with your identity yeah, well that's where you have to step in and be your own brand where you have to step away you know i had to do that as well i didn't step away from corporate until january of 2021 and here we are what are we in july of 23 so it's just been a couple of years where i was able to separate and start building and branding my business side of the, my business not my corporate business but there had to be that delineation and you can start that while you're still out there working your full-time job. You, you basically have to, in all honesty. I mean, there, there's no way for you to just, I say no way. There's definitely ways, but there it's a stretch to think that you can just cut off from your corporate life if you've been a corporate individual your entire life and then jump in and be an instant entrepreneur. It doesn't work that way. You have to lay that foundation and you have to grow into that. I mean, I started my company in 2017 and it took four years to get to the point where I could go, okay, cool, I'm out and uh, put in my two weeks at my corporate gig to do it full time. So there's definitely levels and there's definitely progressions and you need to draw that delineation and you need to establish yourself on whatever platform it is that you want to build your brand on. And each of the platforms, they obviously have their own audience. And those audiences are constantly evolving as well. We don't need to tell our audience how old I am, but in looking at the demographics of Facebook, <laughs> in looking, <clears throat> in looking <clears throat> at the demographics of Facebook, you could probably kind of figure it out. But that's where I get the most traction. I get a ton of traction on Facebook, ton of engagement on Facebook. I get eh, mediocre engagement on LinkedIn. I get eh, even less engagement on Instagram. I get pretty decent engagement on YouTube, but it really depends on where my audience is. And I think so many times people get caught up trying to build these brands that be everything to everyone instead of figuring out exactly where your brand fits in this mass of social media. There's so many platforms, but we have to understand each one and understand which is the better benefit for our brand. That's definitely true. But we also, I think a mistake that I see a lot of people make when they are building that personal brand or just building that professional brand is putting all of the focus on the company. And especially on social media, that is just going to hurt you because people don't want to interact with a company. They mm -hmm. want to interact with a person. So you need to have that humanity. And I think that's also one of the reasons why I don't really make too much of a differentiation. I want my brand to look like me because I don't want you to work with a company name. I want you to want to work with me as a person. And I thought you were going to say because you're a robot. I was like, oh, that explains a lot. 
<sighs> I just gotta go plug myself in. I'm getting tired. But I purposely don't like make things look like me, even if it is by my brand, because the people who support me support the human behind my brand. Sure. So even if you look at my professional social media, I've posted like things for Father's Day with my actual dad. I've posted, I posted a blog for my own birthday, like things that show me as a person and not just like, oh, the company is a year old. It's like, no, the Sarah is 28 years old. Happy birthday to me. Like I want to put myself kind of at that forefront and you'll see the trend anytime you try this. If you are posting from a company and you highlight the employees of that company versus the company itself, the interaction of that post will skyrocket compared to anything else. Yeah, we all want to attach on an emotional level. You know, when we're talking about launching podcasts and helping podcasters build their brand, that's one of the key things that we lean into is people want to attach themselves emotionally to something. And, you know, one of the common mistakes, and I don't want to get off on a podcast tangent here, but one of the common mistakes, I'm going to anyways, one, <laughs> one, of, the, one of the common mistakes that people make is they want to just highlight their guests. They bring mm. their guests on and they kind of hide behind the microphone and then they let their guests take over and run the show and they expect to build an audience that way. And unless you're bringing on brand name guests, that's not a way to build a podcast. People come back for consistency. And the one consistent thing is you. you. They come back for you because they want to make an emotional attachment to you. They look forward to what you bring to the table. They look forward to hearing what you provide, your insights, and understand your backstory and how they relate to you with their backstory. So it's the same thing with a brand. And just like you pointed it out, Sarah, it's the same thing when a corporation or an enterprise-level company focuses on the employees. They get much more engagement with a, a human than they do with a logo or an image or some other brand brand identifier. Yeah, everyone needs to lead with people and especially on social media. Like it's called social. It's like companies aren't social, people are social. So I think the biggest mistake that we can make on social media is to try to appear as a company. And well, and that's why you, you don't see those, you know, like when promoting things, most of the time you're not going to get engagement from like quote cards or you know, little graphics because people don't care unless the quotes are really, really cool. You know, unless it's something that somebody else said, but it, that has a name attached to it that already has a brand to back that quote up. But even then, it's difficult to find any kind of engagement there. And it's because, just like you said, Sarah, people want to engage with people. And I think that's a big mistake, too, when it comes to building your brand on social media. You emphasized it's social. So mm -hmm. that means that you're not just looking for engagement from others. They're looking for engagement from you right back to them. So you have to engage. I cannot tell you, and I don't understand why it took me so freaking long to figure this out. But once I started responding to every comment on my posts, guess what happened? They my increased. Post, they got more attention. The algorithm went, oh, cool. People are talking on this thread. There's engagement from both directions on this thread. And I'm not talking about threads, the app. I'm talking about just any kind of conversation on any platform as a thread. I'm using it as a generic term here. But it's the same thing. Get back out there. If you're really looking to build you, your brand, your business, and you're doing it on social media, you have to engage. 
and you're like, Larry, I don't have time to engage. Well, then you don't have time to build your brand on social media. You have to make time. And whether it's, I saw Sarah's about to speak, so I'm, man, and I'm on a tangent. So get in here, Sarah. Oh, go, go, go. No, 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 I'm, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> I was going to say, before you started your tangent, when you said something, like when you started to talk about responding to things, my first thought was, you are so great at that. And because I notice every time someone does comment, you are one of the first to respond. Even if it's like one of my posts that you're tagged in, you respond. And that's something that I struggle with because I feel weird doing it and I got to work on that. But it's funny because we know that's how it works. Like if I get tagged on something on LinkedIn, I get a notification saying increase exposure by commenting on this post or <laughs> respond as favorite daughter media to like increase engagement. They tell you to do it. Yeah, it's not a secret. And They're I like, Please. still don't do it. <laughs> What is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, and it, it doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to be super insightful with every post. Just say thank you and tag the person that commented so they know you responded. Just say, hey, I agree. Just say something. I mean, don't just throw a, a, an emoji or some crap like that. Put some words on there. You know, write a sentence write a phrase and tag the person that commented. So A, they know that you responded and guess what's gonna happen then? Odds are they may come back and comment again. Next thing you know, you have a conversation. And if it's somebody that's not one of your regular followers that happens to comment on your social media, and believe me, if you start this level of engagement, you will see people that you've never seen on your post start to engage and guess what? you start to engage with that person on a deeper level. Then it becomes on a personal level. Then they feel comfortable and they know and they like and they trust you and guess what happens? Now they it's may start asking about your brand. Then they may become a client. So there's all these opportunities and all we have to do is make the time to do the things that count. And that in a social media atmosphere, is engage. Mic drop. That was a mic drop, man. I, I, I had no idea I was this fired up today. <laughs> you are. Yeah, no, you're you're in the zone right now. I think we got we got to end the episode now before like you go on another tangent and take like an hour. Fair enough, man, because, yeah, we've been going for a minute. But, hey, you know, one of the things that I want well, we both want to leave you with before we do that is, you know, time is very precious. We are very limited on time, and it can be overwhelming to uh, comment on all of these different platforms, especially when you're starting out. And one of the tools that we like to use is called Metricool. Sarah, tell us all about it. Yeah, I just started using Metricool recently, and it's really great for just kind of one-stop shop. You post to Metricool, and it sends all of your different uh, platforms you can schedule it out. And it's been really helpful for me to actually remember to post to make sure that it goes to all of my profiles. So it's been really helpful for me. If you want to try it, we do have a new page on listentobrandon.com of some resources for podcasters. And there's a link on there. It is an affiliate link. So you'll give us a dollar. Thanks. We love it. But go check it out. Check out some of the other resources we have on there. And hopefully they'll be helpful for you too. Let us know if they are. Cool deal. Thank you so much for that, Sarah. You know, I tell you, this was supposed to be about threads. The whole episode, we're like, let's go talk about threads. And it really just turned into a social media and growing your brand on social media post. But I think it's critical for people to understand you need to go out to these social media platforms, engage on them, figure out where your audience is, and then focus on those. You know, even if you're using a tool like Metricool, you still have to set time aside to create these posts and schedule them. But if you know where your audience is, 
you don't have to be everywhere. So figure out where your audience is, focus on that audience and grow that platform or those two platforms. And you'll see tremendous results if you grow on those platforms and you engage on those platforms. Mic drop again. <laughs> Gonna break your mic today. It, it's, I'm glad it's a it's sure SM7B and we have a, no, we don't. We don't have a, <laughs> but, but anyways, listen, everybody, thank you so much for this episode. We love coming and giving you branded each and every week. And if you found some value in this episode, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening or watching on so we can continue to bring you these episodes each and every week. Once again, I'm Larry Roberts. I'm Sarah Lucy. We'll talk to you next week. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.